Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Ghost Chronicles International. <laughs> God, Cal, leave me alone. <laughs> anyway. It's that telephone call from the dead again. Every freaking show never, ever fails. Anyways. <laughs> uh, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles International. I am Roy Cork, and of course, that other voice is the gold standard in ghost hunting himself, Mr. Steve Possitz. Yo! Steve Parsons or Steven Parsons? Uh, I answer to everything. There's another Steve Parsons out there. He seems to be more famous than you, too, by the way. The musician? Yeah, you, you Google him and he comes right up over... Yeah, over. He's, he's quite a famous musician, apparently. Apparently, huh? Apparently. Damn. Apparently? Jeez. <laughs> Very famous musician. Yeah. More famous Hell, than me. It is what it is. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, if you look up Ryan Kolick, of course, you can find a Cadillac dealer uh, by that name and also a photographer. So there you go. And, uh, what? No bank robbers? Not that I know of, but could be. Early days. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, I, I do want to mention one, one thing, of course, was uh, we talked about it. I think in the last show, we talked about the uh, Mandela effect. We did. And people keep asking me about it. And so go. Go to the internet and just put in uh, Mandela Effect and go to YouTube. Uh, or Yeah, YouTube's a good place for it. And uh, check out the things that you thought you knew that sh- was Shazam! And all of a sudden, you don't. Uh, there's so many of them. You know, there are some that people say, oh, I knew that, I knew that, which is true. But there are others that people say, no, no, and they go and check on their own, and sure enough, so it is a strange, strange uh, phenomenon. That's all I can say. Uh, if it's real, it's a strange phenomenon. Well, the thing is, I mean, it's, real. it's real. It is well, real. I was just saying, people... yeah, I was just, yeah, I was about yeah. to, I was about to say, I was correcting myself. Yeah, it is oh. absolutely real because people do experience it. But then that would be, it's kind of like saying that the flat earth is real because people believe that too. Um, oh, I know that too. I did, I'm just saying it's an interesting thing. I, yeah. I don't the explanations are kind of. No. I mean, it, it's a simply, you know, it's a simply not. We think we remember something. It's a, you know, I know what I saw, and you know, yeah, we, yeah. we've talked about how our brain plays tricks on us, and right. it, it's, you know, it's not a, you know, I, I remember stuff that is wrong. You know, I, I said, to, right. you know, I said, said to my parents stuff, you know, like, oh, do you remember that time? No, you weren't there. I'm sure it was, but what you're actually remembering is somebody what somebody's told you, and then you're transposing it to how you remember it, and um, or, or, hard-wired memory, or, or or they're messing with time, or or you're tuning in to a uh, a uh, well, shoot, I just lost the word. Damn, I, what I hate when I do that too. A uh, that is it. Damn. That, that really irritates the cat. That's out. why Cal was phoning you to remind you. 
you know, I am getting old. I, you know, that's, I had that word like two seconds ago anyway. So it's a, uh, a great, a great consciousness. There you go. Well, you know, the old great consciousness. I love that great consciousness. The old, the old Akashic record. That works too, but I, you know, it's I don't the know. It's the same thing. I mean, it's a idea. Yeah, it's this idea that uh, this universal consciousness, this universal memory that we all tap into. Mm-hmm. But if that were if that were the case, then mm-hmm. obviously Mandela would have died in on the Robin Island prison and not have come out to be president of South Africa. True. True. Um, so I and, mean, in that in that instance. But I was talking more predominantly about your experiences with your parents, where where yeah. you saw them and you could have tuned into them and. It's uh, who, who yeah. I mean, that's the cool yeah. thing we do. We so, so we, um, you know, I mean, the world is a weird place. Only, only this week, um, yeah, one of the leading um, members of the Society for Psychical Research, um, leading, where is he leading? Professor Bernard Carr, uh, in a talk, st- um, discussed the, the idea that paranormal um, phenomena maybe some form of evidence of a multi-dimensional universe that's possible so uh you know we, we just don't know i mean there is nothing within physics that you know in fact physics actually supports the idea of multiple dimensions um right. you know above and beyond the four that we're aware of interestingly enough though it doesn't support the idea of ghosts. at least the collider uh doesn't well, uh, that was a version yeah well, I think the only thing that proved, I, I think we remember talking about this a while ago with you. Um, really? Yeah, I think the only thing that definitely proves is that the Large Hadron Collider in Switzerland isn't haunted. <laughs> <coughs> I mean, mu- much beyond that, I don't really think it proves very much at all. Well, um, it made the news. The, the, one of the scientists there proves the existence of, disproved the existence of ghosts because there is no evidence of it. Uh, there's no evidence for At the collider. Well, we can't me- well we can't measure love either, can we? Yeah. I mean, how how do you measure love? Uh, the amount of flowers you get. <laughs> Good answer. No, you know you know what I mean though. Um, this idea of we we all know it's there. We all talk about it. What I mean, the the fact that it's something is difficult to measure or impossible to measure doesn't mean it's not there. Exactly. It just means that we don't have the, the means of measuring it. For example, uh, I mean, something as simple and as stupid as the wind. We, we know we can measure it, obviously, because we can, we can put propellers and anemometers, anemometers into it and um, stuff. But, but until the, the invention of those devices, your only evidence for it, for something called the wind, was the fact that the leaves on the trees danced about or tumbleweeds blew past you when you were walking in the desert. You know, so, they were alive. Well, you know, what we were basing this, uh, this notion of wind or moving air on is that its action, because it's invisible, uh, you yeah. can't taste it, smell it, uh, its action upon something else. Oh, but that, that also disproves it as well, because someone in the in from the time would see tumbleweeds going back or and they might believe that they are haunted or they were ghosts or they were alive, but they didn't have the science to prove that it wasn't. Well, even, it was even our interpre- yeah, but even our you know, interpretation of paranormal phenomena changes with 
you know, uh, what's contemporary in society. Yeah. You wind the clock back 500 years and the idea of um, ghosts was perfectly normal, but something that's akin to poltergeist activity, objects moving or stones being thrown or small fires or... I mean, that was the work of the devil and demons and, you know, this notion of poltergeist, which we readily accept, didn't exist then. You know, that what we call today a poltergeist 500 years ago was a demon. And they readily accepted ghosts, whereas well, our societies nowadays, anyways, uh, they are nobody has ghosts ghost. anymore. They have all demons in their houses. Well, demons are better for business. Yeah, I think so. And, and you know, of course, if you remember watching that crazy show, what was it? Oh, Paranormal or something or other. Paranormal with Ryan Bull, uh, whatever. Paranormal or something. Or other. But he he always had demons chasing him. Uh, oh yeah, let's say demons are very good for business. Yeah, I mean, look, he could never he could never say the name. So I, I, I swear, <laughs> I'm going to. I have actually a, a book, an old hardcover book called the Book of Demons. It lists all the names of all the demons. So I was thinking about maybe every show we 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 go to one page and just list all the names of the demons. Do you know? Do you know the weird thing is, uh, according to the Catholic Church, um, mm-hmm. that the way that you part that one of the most important initial steps in an exorcism and the getting rid of a demon is to get it to say its name because if you know its name you have power over the demon exactly so this idea of oh you can't say the name if you say the name you're the winner because you win the prize (laughs) yeah because if the if you know the deep to say the demon's name gives you power over the demon yeah. yeah, I mean that's been that. I mean that's been kicking around for for fifteen hundred years. Space of the Catholics are a little bit about fighting demons. Well, you know, fifteen hundred years. But all of a sudden now, Ryan can't say the name of the demon. Well, oh. you know, say it, Ryan, and you'll be fine. But then you wouldn't have another television series because it. Well, he doesn't anyways. Yeah, 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 he can't anyways. But there you go. There you go. Hey, so, talk, talking about yeah, let's. Uh, yeah, there's been some. It's it's been a wacky week in the uh, in the paranormal. Uh, really, I thought it was pretty quiet. No, 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 no. Oh, uh, you probably got more than me. Well, I'll let you start then, my friend. Well, I mean, let's. Where shall we? Shall we? Well, mine are mostly equipment orientated. That's fine. I'll take that. My love of equipment, and I'm going to start off with. Uh, I'm going to post the links after. Uh, you know, don't worry. So uh, you'll find it. You know. But over in up in north of you in uh, Windsor, Ontario, uh, they ah, had to. Uh, yeah, their their bomb squad was called out. Uh, oh yeah, I saw that. You yeah, saw that's awesome. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, it t- they uh, they were called out. The explosives disposal unit was called out to the Mackenzie Hall uh, last week um, mm-hmm. to investigate a suspicious package, which turned out to be a small black box with a flashing light and wires sticking out of it. Um, I believe. And so the police duly arrived and. Not wanting to take any precautions, they blew it up. There you go. <laughs> and it turned out that it actually belonged to. It was an EMF detector that had been yeah. left left behind by the Listowel 
paranormal society uh, who hadn't even realised that their one of their EMF meters was oh, missing. That's, that's that's good organisation for you. After they'd completed the sweep for spirits at the hall uh, a week uh, last Friday week, yeah, um, did an equipment check, evidently, huh? That's right. Uh, until until the police came in knocking at the door, Jeff Parker, the assistant director for the List Old Paranormal Society, described the meter as a standard piece of equipment that's carried by each member of their six-person team, oh and God. it's just this tiny little box with an LED yeah. light and a wire. We have some of those, actually. Um, she explained in our field we use to determine if there's an entity or an energy with us. Wait a minute, did not say that they use those for that. Um, and if there is, a little blue light will flicker. Oh my uh, god. After spending they, they three hours... Yeah, apparently. After three hours um, covering the historical building, um, they gathered up all of, almost all of their equipment. Um, almost all was a good one. <laughs> And are, apparently, they are now taking a lesson from their near, from their explosive experience. And a team a team spokesman said that they will make sure that they check that they have all their equipment with them before leaving future sites. And the staff at the Mackenzie Hall said they're not too spooked and would welcome them back again. Mm. So uh, yeah, just prove that they need something blown up, they will invite them back. Well, it does prove one thing: it proves that ghost hunting can be a real blast. Ah, I like that. That's good. Yeah, but those are those are not a ghost detectors. Oh my god, I can't believe they said that. Uh, there isn't any piece of equipment we have is a ghost detector. It's an EMF uh, detector, is what it is. Well, I mean, they do say that. They do say that. Um, you know, in fairness, uh, they do describe it as an EMF. I thought you said they, they use it for to, to find well, ghosts. They, they, they call it, but uh, her, her description, Jen Parker. Who yeah. is the assistant director for the society? Just a director. No, they have a director, so it must be a very well. She's like the sort of I, I guess the society's equivalent of Walter Skinner. Ah, okay. Um, she describes the EMF meter. That's what I want to hear. As a standard piece of equipment carried by each member of the team, it's a, just a tiny little box with an LED light and a wire, she explained. In our field, we use it to determine if there's an entity or an energy in the room with us. And if there is, the little blue light will flicker. So, yes, it's a ghost detector. It is not. Stupid, dumb paranormal society. Oh, well, I didn't say that. <laughs> I did. But it's not a ghost detector. Not, well, it's not, it's not even sold as a ghost detector. The best thing that could happen to it is it got blown up. Yeah, probably. I saw those Save things. All, all, it, all it is basically is, a, is you put a little battery in it, and yeah. it has a, a little LED light, and it has a little yeah. antenna on top of it. Well, it don't, leave, don't leave it lying around. And, and absolutely no calibration in it, too, by the way. Don't, don't leave it lying around. Yeah, it'll get blown up. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I'm surprised it didn't. I'm surprised. Now, had that happened on a television program, of course, it would have been claimed that the demons blew it up. Uh-huh. Well, there this we go. So, um, yeah. Mm. Oh, I did, I did see ghost that. Ghost hunts a blast. Yeah, I did. So, wait a minute, I did see that one where they captured the ghost in the uh, devil's box, which was a box with mirrors all around, and took it out <laughs> the stream and blew it up with dynamite. So, I guess it's not the first time it's been done. Uh, yeah, but and that was by the ghost group. It does beg the question, can you kill something that's dead? Yeah, evidently they thought so. 
Their, reason, their reasoning was that it would disperse the energy throughout the universe. Of course, well, there's no, no reason why it can't go back together again, could it? Well, I mean, they were blowing ghosts up in Ghostbusters 3. Yeah, well, that's Ghostbusters 3. They had some cool, they had some cool guns. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, yeah, anyway, moving on. Yeah. Links, links, links on the Ghost Chronicles webpage if you want to go and have a laugh. Okay. So anyways, um, I found this piece of news. Oh, I'm going to cough, I think. Getting over a little upper respiratory uh, virus. So anyways, a driver claimed he picked up a hitchhiker who vanished into thin air. The man says his paranormal passenger left behind just a burnt smell and melted shoe marks on his rubber mats. Ooh, I like that one. Pedro Perón from San Jose, Alguinta, Argentina, was driving home on February 26th when he saw a young man hitchhiking on the side of the road, the Sun reports. A reputable source. Uh, as he often did on his trips around Providence, he pulled over and offered to give the man a ride. I, I want to actually talk to you about this because this actually has, has some interesting... Oh, you little shit. The computer froze. Oh, Anyways, despite the hitchhiker being a bit shy and reserved... Oh, crap. Uh, I'm going to lose this. Perron says... I did lose it. <laughs> just, just, well, just make up what he said. It's pretty much I could, right? He probably probably said, because he was Argentinian, he said, hey, what's happening? Oh, it was Italian. Um, yeah. Yeah. He said, oh, oh, he said, can you give me a ride someplace? Oh, I know. Yeah. And, uh, do, you know and, do you know how old that Phantom Hitchhiker story is? Oh, hang on. Yeah, I know. There's tons of them, but wait a minute. I'm just covering for the fact that you've lost the story. I know you're covering very good, actually. Okay. Uh, okay. I, I've got it back, I think. Wait a minute. Yay! Despite the hitchhiker being a bit shy, Mr. Perot said he seemed to be a regular teen and likes of which he had often picked up. So, anyways. Uh, but while he can hardly remember most of the people, stop freaking doing this to me. <laughs> he had given lips to over the years. This passion's face will stay with him the rest of his life. Looking back at the events that transpired that day, Perot wished he had learned more about his mysterious passenger. All he was able to learn from him was that he came from a nearby town of Agadina, and I probably screwed that up, and he was 17 years old. When he asked where he was going, uh, uh, oh, asked if he was going all the way to San Jose de la freaking Espia, the boy said no, and said he would tell him where he wanted to get out. Finally, he asked to drop him off at the junction of a road leading to a Hey, what? What? What does it lead to? Parsons? End of the world? Oh, cemetery. As soon as I got there, I sensed an awful burning smell. Oh, uh, no. Yes, yes, yes. So he, uh, come on. So I stopped to see if, <laughs> so I stopped to see if I had caught fire and got out to check the back of the truck. As soon as I turned around, I noticed there was no one inside. Baffled, the trucker decided to check the passenger seat more thoroughly, but all he found was two footprints scorched and melted into, I don't know what's in between scorched and 
Felton, uh, into a rubber mat. He looked around and didn't see the guy. If the boy had run out, he certainly would have seen him, but he didn't. Uh, son of a bitch. <laughs> I think that's yeah. about all I'm going to get of the story because this computer is just not having me. Yeah, so, yeah these phantom hitchhikers. Do you know, every... I mean, over here in the UK, um, yeah. we have dozens. And it's, it, I mean, it, it's pretty well established now um, that what you're dealing with is folklore. I mean, they've even done this this exact story on the X-Files. I'm sure. They've done it anyway. Um, I mean, you know, I think series three or four, uh, the X-Files. It's such a well-known urban myth, the idea the of... Interesting the, thing about this, the interesting about this is, number one, the... Um, it's, excuse me, the hitchhiker actually spoke uh, with him and told him, answered his questions, not just talk, but answered his question. And second of all was the evidence that was left behind, which was the scorched, melted mat. So, so those are, there, are, there, are there photographs of the evidence in the... Yes, they do. They actually, you know, if I could, you know, the computer was behaving, I could... Uh, you can put the, the, thing, the thing is, I mean, it's not the world's difficult, most difficult thing to, to create or fake, is it? Oh, well, that's kind of nasty. Well, if you want to let's pretend that it is, wasn't fake. Uh, no, let's deal with the reality of the situation. Oh, God. Uh, man wants five minutes of fame in newspaper. Yeah. Um, so what what do you need? I need a rubber mat, uh, a, couple of fo- a couple of scorch marks and a story. Uh, I don't want to work too hard on the story, so I'll borrow the most well-known one on the plot. Mm-hmm. And it. Mm-hmm. Um, he could have come up with something better. I mean, he said an alien driving along. There was a light shone down on the car. We don't know the ghosts are aliens, by the way. We don't. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I think the great, one of the great mysteries when it comes I, to... I the, told you, shadow people are really aliens, but nobody listens to me. Well, they might be. Yeah. One, of the, one of the great paranormal mysteries is why whenever we do a new show, you always pick the foreign ones that you can't pronounce. Because uh, that's where it happened. It doesn't hear any natural place <laughs> where people, people speak English. Speaking, speaking about that, I watched, the, Jan and I watched a show last night. Hello, hello. You ever see it? Hello, hello. Yeah. I will say this only once. What? Good morning. It's very well known here in the UK. Yeah, so you've seen it. It's an old show, right? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, and I remember watching it when I first got married, but I didn't realize until I started watching it. But it was so funny because they had uh, a Frenchman there, and they had the English, and they both spoke English, but they couldn't understand each other, which was a riot. Yeah, because the Frenchman, the Englishman speaks with an appallingly bad French accent. Yeah, it was so funny, though. It's just like... You know, you could listen to it, and, and the way it was done, it was so funny. Uh, it was a riot. Anyways, I don't know why I said that, but I, I think it had something to do with you saying how I picked the worst stories. Well, that, that program, um, I mean, the, the catchphrase, good moaning, good morning, went, that's right, yep. Uh, was one, I mean, it's one of those that's become, you know, it's it's, uh, it's a comedy catchphrase that we, it's gone into almost everyday parlance here in the UK. You know, Listen to me carefully, I'm only going to say this once. Listen to me, I said this only once. Yeah, that was the girl. Um, that was the girl. She was yeah. a spy. 
yeah. from the, the from the French resistance. Then you had all the yeah, then you had all the Royal Air Force uh, prisoners who escaped uh, ermine hiding in the attic. God, you lost a lot of them, huh? <laughs> well, they were all in they were all in Rene's attic, weren't they? Right, all with the knees around. All with the knees around. Then you had the, the, the portrait, the fallen Madonna with the big boobies. With the big boobies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so if you you want to know what we're talking about, we're talking about a British comedy uh, that's come off air now. It's very You can get it on Netflix, comedy. though. Uh, called L-O-L-O. A-L-O-A-L-O. L-O-L-O. Oh, is it A-L? I thought it was O-L-O. No, A-L-L-O. A-L-L-O. L-O-L-O. Okay. It was um it was a very popular program here. Mm-hmm. Very popular. Are you sure that it ever existed or was this the Mandela effect? It might be. <laughs> All right, so anyway. Rene, Rene Mengele. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And on the ever so uh, I think one of my favourite characters though was the ever so camp. Uh, S and M, SS officer. Oh God, yes. Staffo officer. Yes. Her flick. Her flick, yeah, exactly. And then of course it was the wife that that sang in the cafe where all the German officers were. So all the German officers used to put cheese in their ears so they couldn't hear her. <laughs> <laughs> and of course Rene, the cafe owner, because it, essentially it was set in a in a small French cafe, um, and they all worked for the French resistance in the Second World. Not War. originally though. No, but they they were also friendly uh, out of of necessity with the Germans. Yeah, Um, and the Germans that were there were not your Nazi Germans. They were not. They were were incompetent, bungling Germans who. They were in there for themselves. Yeah, who who were trying to. And the whole thing revolved around some um, escaped downed Ermen and. Stolen. uh, Stolen, looted German art. Madonna with the big boobies. The fallen Madonna with the big boobies, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it went on for God, I can't, I can't Google it. You'd find out it, there was about eight or nine, ten series. The lead actor, um, they they suspended filming one series. Um, he, he was involved in a very serious accident that left him in a coma for oh, some geez. considerable time. Uh, and then he recovered uh, sufficiently to continue with the series, but he was never quite the same after that. Oh, um, but he was, a, you know, was is a very well loved uh, actor, comedy actor, and it was a very well loved series here in the UK. And and a lot of you know, like like when you get a well loved series, a lot of the catchphrases from the series end up. Uh, slipping into everyday language, oh, yeah. and that's yeah. and that's why you know you ask any Brit, uh, and they'll they'll come out with the I will say this only once or good morning or one of the other catch one of the other yeah. favourite catchphrases. Yeah. Anyways, I don't know why we got into Tantan after. No, do but we've yeah. got thirty seconds until the. Cruise. I know it's so. Yeah. So, anyways, I, I will put the link. I'll see if I can dig a link up for that and put that yeah. on that page too, since we talked about it. So. Anyway, uh, we do have uh, Spirit Quest coming up on the uh, uh, 28th, 29th, and 30th of um, September this year. You will be really? there. Tickets are on sale, so you can yeah. go to that, ex- that explains why I've got tickets from British Airways. Oh, could be. Anyway, so uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that, too. We want to tell you some of the cool stuff that's going to be happening there when we come back. Uh, but we're going to talk. We have more news. And we have more 
Well, maybe you do, but I, don't, I can't guarantee it. <laughs> so anyways, there's, there's a tune, so we have to take a break. You're listening to Ghost Chronicles uh, International with Steve Parson and uh, Ron Kolick. And I will only tell you this once. We'll be back after the following messages. Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. I will say this only once. You're listening to Ghost Chronicles International. The news edition. With Ron Kolek and Steve Parsons. How do you spell that? I can't find it. A-L-L-O, A-L-L-O. Wait a minute. Hello, hello. A-L-L-O. A-L-L-O. Okay. I got it. You got well, right, while you're, you. well, while you've got it, I'm going to talk about the news. Oh, hang on a second. And, go on. All right. Uh, now I'll just bring this up later. That's fine. Okay. Well, I, I'm continuing with my the new the because uh, you you know I've, I know you know that you love and I love ghost hunting technology. Yeah, I guess we do. Well, there's a new piece of equipment hit the market this week. The okay. energy. Wave machine. Ooh. I know. Brand new. Uh, 65 pounds, so that's about $80. $80. Um, brand new. Uh, promoted by uh, the, the Ghosts of Britain. Um, and it's called the Spirit 
energy wave machine. They'll be using that as celebrity ghost town. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read directly from this. All right? Is this yeah. what I'm saying? Because we don't sale. want to misquote. Uh, no, it's on sale this week. Hmm. Right. Energy wave machine. Observe energy waves. Monitor energy tracked over variable times. PC wave pad upload and USB charge. Be the first teams to use this device. Asterisk, 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 asterisk. Before it becomes mainstream. Mainstream. Uh, Not an EMF meter. Add to cart, five in stock, check out with PayPal. Description. Are you ready for this? I am serious. Okay. New awesome product brought into play by Ghosts of Britain. It is believed that spirits are made of energy. This device observes and tracks it. Exclamation mark. The theory is to think of this like a spiritual heartbeat since they don't have a physical body or a pulse. It's impossible to track one, but it is possible to track energy wave pulses. And this item is designed to help you pinpoint alleged spirit activity and identify possible haunted items within locations of your own home. Using the red probe, you can shove it up your ass. (laughs) Using the red probe. No, that's aliens. That's a different story. You can test all sorts of objects, now hang on, including yourself. Oh, maybe you do. <laughs> and the energy pattern within the air. Once you find something with a high energy wave, ask the spirit to change its energy pattern. This oh, is a oh. new theory oh, and no. a new ghost hunting concept. Energy wave machine features. Observe energy waves. Mon- we should do this like one of those infomercials, shouldn't we? Yeah. <laughs> we blow it up at the end. Monitor energy tracked over variable times. PC wave pad upload, USB charge. Probe, red, used to test objects, including your own energy. This is not an EMF meter. Then there's a video, inevitably, and 2,192 views. Link will be going up shortly. Um... So, well, you know, I was thinking the same thing, but I thought to myself, hang on a minute, that looks awfully familiar. Oh, no. I recognise that device's photo from its photograph, because we have a device in one of the cupboards uh, that looks remarkably similar to it. So, So, I dug that out the cupboard. And it was a DS0112A 5 milli... Yeah, a touch-and-go mini-screen digital pocket oscilloscope. Available via eBay for currently 57 US dollars plus shipping. Uh, it is a basic, bog-standard digital pocket oscilloscope with a USB battery, USB, uh, with a built-in battery, USB cable to charge it, two probes, one red, one black, and a manual. Um, I thought, that looks familiar. They even show a video of the energy wave. I thought, hang on a minute, let's, let's just zoom in on the video and see. And it was showing a mains uh, supply electric pump, 50 hertz sine wave here in the UK. Ah. So, you can now buy... I could save my money. Yeah, well, yes. Um, but what I noticed is, over where it, on, the, <coughs> on the eBay version, 
in the top left-hand corner, it says DSO112A, digital oscilloscope made by JYE Tech of Shenwan, China. And it's not a bad little machine. It does yeah. the job. Um, oh, it's got a little LCD display. I'll put the link up shortly. It's got a little LCD display, and it's handy for testing, you know, some of the pieces of equipment, um, voltages and the signals that, you, you know, you're applying. And we use it, actually use it for calibrating some of our equipment. Um, it's, a, it's a nice, handy little thing to have. Um, if you look at the Spirit Wave machine, which is the, exactly the same in every way, except the top left-hand corner, where instead of it saying... DSO112A digital oscilloscope, somebody stuck on a copper-coloured adhesive label that says Ghosts of Britain www.I'm not going to advertise Facebook yeah, no, 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 dot, no, dot something or other or www.paranormal.bullshit.com um, So yeah, yeah but repurposing um, or just plain bullshittery. Yeah. Well, at least I, they didn't call it a ghost meter, did they? Oh well, they uh, pretty close. But oh yeah, I mean they've got a they've got the inevitable video of it uh, connected to a haunted doll. Oh god! With the red no. probe. Of course. Which is, is actually it, a small crocodile clip. Is it upper? I I doesn't say fortunately. Okay. Might be. But, um, yeah, this is the sort of nonsense. It's like the teddy bears. It's like the the Halloween toys that appear as, you know, with all you know, these bobbly balls and light-up things that you see as ghost hunting gadgets. and Or oh, oh, the famous, uh, whichever Olympus sound recorder that had the broken audio frequency gain stage um, that, that everybody raved over. Was it the DR60? The DR60. Uh, it's it's, I think, isn't it? was product recalled because it was broken um, mm. because the chip, the IC chip that was the audio gain amplifier was... was um, yeah, but it gets great EVPs. It just makes a lot of noise. Oh, you can get great EVPs. Wow, well, you can get great EVPs. Mm -hmm. There you go. This one measures spirit. You no, know, white, white noise, you know, it just makes EVPs perfect. So, uh, yeah, so I was about to click buy... And to check out with PayPal when I went, actually, I'll just get a sticky label, write Ghost of Britain in crayon on it, and uh, I've got one. There you go. And then put it on eBay for, um, you know. Double of money. Yeah. Used in a haunted location. Yeah, I could use it in a haunted location. Yeah. But I did get on. Speaking of news, let me just put the while I'm, while I'm talking about the link. Speaking of news, it's not uh, international news, um, but I got a new haunted object this week. Oh, go away. Yeah, a weird one. Really? Um, is, it, is it from uh, Peter Popper? Uh, no, it's similar. You would expect it to be from Peter Popoff. <laughs> um, but but <laughs> it's supposed to be a haunted, a uh, legitimate. Why isn't it? Oh, yeah. I think my computer's been connected to your computer again. Ah, it's haunted. They don't want the truth to come out. Yeah. It's uh, them. Them. The ghost-making no, equipment companies. Yeah, it's better now. Um, a haunted handkerchief. No way. Has it got boogers in it? No. <laughs> it's perfectly clean and washed. Well, I'll say... I was thinking, you know, it might be ectoplasm, so... No, no. It's uh, a lot of ectoplasm in handkerchiefs, you know. Yeah, let me explain. There might be. Um, 
particularly if they're in a teenage boy's bedroom. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Go on. Let me just explain. Yeah, we'll be right along. This handkerchief, to, say, to describe it as a handkerchief is actually, I mean, it's correct because that's what it is. Um, but in reality, it's, it's a silk handkerchief from the 1930s, um, the latter stage of the 1930s. And it's a, it's a square, uh, eight, about eight inches by eight inches, and it has the Union flag, the Union Jack flag printed on it on both sides and it was actually it the reason uh, it was it was actually included um in some of the uh with RAF air crew uh who were serving overseas in the far east with far east command during the second world war oh that's a good story so that they could indicate to um tribesmen who couldn't speak English, you know, that they were Japanese. Don't eat us, please. It was very similar to what the American airmen carried, which they called, um, uh, sometimes called they sometimes called it the ghoulie chit or the blood chit, mm. which basically promised, you know, that they would be, uh, the, uh, if they were returned safely to their, their own lines, that the person helping them would be rewarded. Uh, if some ermen, well, some ermen carry gold coins. Yeah. Or um, they just kill them, or, eat them, and then keep the gold coins. Well, they may have done, but I think... Um, but anyway, it was it was akin to that, and it's, it's a, apparently, um, the previous owner assures me, um, belonged to an ex-member of the Royal Air Force uh, mm-hmm. who served in the Second World War, and who left it behind when they flew on a mission over Germany. And they didn't, and they failed to return. Oh. And, uh, yeah, and and it, it's caused some rumpus in their house. They didn't make it through Elo Aloha. I didn't. It, it apparently caused some rumpus in their house, so it's um, it's 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 come here for a rest oh, to, join, nice. to join the other haunted objects because once they arrive here, um, it's like exorcism time because nothing ever. <laughs> Happens. Well, you need one of those meters. You'll find all kinds of stuff happening. That's maybe what I'm going. I'm doing wrong. I mean, I'm just looking right because obviously it's very fashionable and very on trend to have and collect haunted objects. Yeah, but you and I have been doing it for a while. Well, you know, it's still very fashionable and on trend, and there's a lot of. In fact, even here in the UK, this a uh, couple of weeks ago, we opened up uh, the UK's first haunted objects museum. Ah, uh, um, we should in, do that, you and I. We have enough material for it. Well, you know, uh, this this guy was on made national television this morning. Um, oh, a guy called Neil Packer. We're going to try. I'm going to try and get him on the show in a few weeks. But oh, sweet. Uh, I, I'm not sure because you know he's just come off national television. You know, he's he's probably probably going to be expensive to get on our show. Expensive, but not really. What do you mean expensive? Don't they know who we are? <laughs> but nonetheless. Nonetheless. Collecting haunted objects is... It's very on trend at the very moment. Very um, And I, I guess in over there in America also. And inevitably along the way, like with you here, I've got some objects that are said to be haunted. There's a haunted Ouija board. There's uh, a... No, but, a yeah, no, yeah, yeah. We 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 know this. We did all this last year at Spirit. Oh, iguana. Uh, well, that's over there. You've got the iguana. Oh, that's a shame. Iggy. But uh, 
I can honestly say that of of the several artifacts that are said to be haunted, mm-hmm. the, since they arrived here, um, they obviously like it and have no desire to haunt well, it. They just need a home. It's the way I think I that's it. it. I think they just need to be loved. You just need a home to be loved, right? They just need. So the kerchief, the mm-hmm. silk kerchief, um, always say kerchief. That's besides the point. Has has joined the collection. Uh-huh. Uh, and I await developments. Well, please and, report uh, any uh, demons. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. I, sounds like you could do with a kerchief. I could. I am suffering. Oh, I got it. One ninety-eight. Uh, all right. You, you talk about haunted items, right? This yeah. would always always intrigue me, and um, it's in my book. In fact, uh, goes today. Yeah. Uh, July nineteenth, fourteen sixty three. So it's it's fresh news. That was Wednesday. Yeah, exactly. The haunted bed. A V&A museum in London sits rather large bed measuring one hundred thirty three inches long and one hundred thirty inches wide. You see, this is American. We we don't use centimeters. This monstrosity was built by Jonas Fosbrook for King Edward the fourth, uh, who used it in his own personal use. It was passed on to his son, Edward V, oddly enough, and then uh, eventually sold. The bed is reputed to be haunted by its maker. Well, you've uh, got a prob- I, I need to stop you there. What? Edward V could never have ha- inherited the bed. Hey, it's right here in my book. I don't lie. It's wrong. It's wrong. I don't Edward, Edward V was a prince in the tower. Was one of the two princes in the tower. He never ever. Um, never something a bit. Uh, he couldn't. Uh, have been, he couldn't. He couldn't have been left it because him and his younger brother were locked up in the tower. Up in the tower, yes. Were locked up in the tower of London. So he was only. He was never really Edward V. Whatever. Edward IV was uh, succeeded to the throne by Richard III. Can I go on? Yeah. Fine. <laughs> Once during a festival, when no one could find a room, 12 couples slept in the bed, or at least tried to. 12 couples. The spirit known as Frostbrook harassed the couples all night long, pinching them, scratching them in the most unpleasant manner. The attacks of the Frostbrook bed became so well known that guests would offer up a toast before they bedded down with the ghosts. Today... You can be a witness to this infamous Fosbrook ghost by visiting the V&A Museum where the most haunted bed of England resides. <coughs> Excuse me. So there you go. Uh, okay. Haunted bed. Haunted bed. Of which there are several in the UK. I'm sure there are. Uh, Muncaster Castle um, has one. Muncaster Castle up in Cumbria has one um, that was investigated by... Do you have a haunted bed? I have. I have. Well, in a haunted I, bed. In not a, not haunted, a haunted room. No, I've slept in a haunted bed on really? two occasions and several haunted rooms. But um, when, when I say f- slept, uh, one was a legitimate, yes, I slept in a haunted bed because I was spending the night in that particular room anyway and the bed was said to be haunted. It shook and it vibrated and it jumped about, except it didn't while I was in it. Um, I did. So the other the other occasion, I f- uh, I was staking out a haunted and I had bed. Um, 
and as part of the process of staking out the haunted bed, I inadvertently fell asleep on it. Ah, yeah. Such is the exciting work of a ghost hunter. It was, yeah, it didn't do anything, and after uh, some time, I just fell asleep. Well, you do in the middle of the night, don't you? I know, I know, it happens. Anyway. Despite the best efforts to stay awake, uh, you know, so... You didn't leave anyway. it behind, did you? Uh, no. Yeah. No. Anyway. Um, I do have this story I want to tell, and uh, it's, a sh- it's a shot one, but it's not even paranormal, I guess, but it just intrigues me. Uh, an angler nearly died when he accidentally swallowed the fish he had just caught. He feels lucky to have, uh, like, a beyond the lottery when he's to survive. Okay. Sam Quentin, 28, stopped breathing and suffered cardiac arrest after a Dover soul wiggled out of his hand and swam down his throat. He was kissing the fish in celebration of his catch. Is that a British thing? At yeah. Bos- Boscombe Pier. In yeah. I know this story well. It made national news here. In Are the you UK. serious? Kissing a fish makes national news? Uh, well, a lot of anglers do kiss the fish. And this I'm actually sure started off with an Australian angler called Rex uh, somebody or other. And it was his trademark. He had an angling show in Australia that was like, you know, mainstream angling show. And um, he was a catch and release guy. And he used mm-hmm. to kiss the fish and put them back in the water. Um and, of course, it, the, the trend caught on, and this idiot down on the south coast at Boscombe um, was doing exactly the same. And as you say, the fish uh, made a bid for freedom. Only I went to kiss it before throwing it back, and literally, like a fireman's soda, shot out of my hand, and basically yep. swam down my throat. I ran around like a headless chicken, then collapsed. Members of the Boscombe Pier Anglers Society performed CPR. So I wonder if he had a near-death experience. What if the fish had a near-death experience? I well, we'll have to ask it. Except mm. he let it go afterwards. Eventually, it was dislodged, and the tip and the tail. Uh, you know, well, what do you know? Oh. That's because that's because fish are designed to swim forwards, not backwards. Mm. And once they go forwards, it's all of the fins and things stick out, so act as a a deterrent. So that made national it. news. It did. Because it was, it, it was. I think it was a quiet news week. It must have been. That's a well, big yeah, fish. I, 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 well, he's not really. A Dover sold isn't really that big a fish. It's just a picture of him holding this fish about a foot long. Uh, I might not. Well, yeah, but it's it's not the world's widest fish. Well, this one looks like it's a sole for guy. Yeah, I mean, but, like a skate almost. Yeah, but, it's probably six yeah. inches across. Yep, fold up. They say oh, roll themselves they up. up. Oh. So, yeah, I'm rolled up. It probably wouldn't be this much guy more needs than... This to find another habit. Well, I don't know. He made the Yeah, I mean, not much bigger than a big jumbo so- uh, hot dog sausage, I guess. Anyway, Spirit Quest. You oh, yeah. It earlier. Yeah. Is it a new story? Well, with eight minutes to go, we've got to mention it at some point. Oh, yeah, I suppose. Anyways, September 28th, 29th, 30th, join us for a Spirit Quest in search of <coughs> where we try to uh, actually we're going to have a, a, uh, a science to try to contact the spirit of Leonard Neboy. yeah we should hasten to add that we have think? absolutely nothing to, what might work yeah. uh, that we have absolutely nothing to do with the uh, TV show 
TV show or the upcoming TV show of the same name that was announced quite recently uh, for the History Channel. They announced quite recently that they are revamping, re-releasing the In Search of television show. Wow, that's interesting. Starring as a host, not Leonard Nimoy, obviously, uh, but the current Spock from the Star Trek movies, Zach Quinto, Zachary Quinto. Hmm. Um, so that should be worth seeing. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, sounds interesting. I look, I look forward to seeing that one. I wonder I'm what sure they'll do. do. I wonder what they'll do. I don't know. Maybe you should do the time slips. Because, because I, I mean, the Nimoy, the Nimoy. <laughs> The Nimoy show was legendary television. I think it was. It ran for about 150 episodes, three I series. I have the entire series right here. Well, he, he, he didn't There was do quite all. a lot of them, wasn't he there? He didn't do all of them. No, but um, it was, it was good. It was good paranormal television. Yeah, and like I said, we have the entire series that belongs to my son, so we, every time he comes on, we usually watch an episode or two. And... Uh, yeah. But so anyways, coming coming this summer to the History Channel, um, presume, hopefully in the UK, um, but certainly to the US, they uh, they announced um, on the media page quite recently that they were re, uh, re, revamping the series, starring Zachary Quinto, who of course is Spock in the new series of movies. Excellent. Must see TV. Must see TV. I wonder we'll if you will be to the now. Oh, yeah, sorry. I wonder if they will do time slips. That'd be I interesting. Yeah, I'd be. I wonder what they'd get for it. That would be intriguing. Have to wait because, see. oddly enough, you're doing a, uh, a presentation at Spiracross called on time slips in search of time slips. So. I am. I wonder if they noticed. I, you know, they haven't been in touch this week, so. Um... Also, uh, you will be. You will be in doing another one in search of the Loch Ness monster, which is I amazing. I will. And hopefully other other stuff too, including a live teller of curious tales. Oh, excellent! Uh, which, if you if you're a, fo- a fan and follower of Ghost Chronicles International, you you know that we have this occasional series called the Teller of Curious Tales, which is based on a uh, an unreleased series of 1950s US radio scripts of the same title, mm-hmm. which we have been doing um, on a semi-regular basis. And we've got an episode coming up, I think, next week or the week after. Uh, but we're going to do a live one. Excellent. So, and also, uh, there will be, uh, let's see, oh, Jeff Belanger. I, I think you know him. Uh, he'll be doing In Search of New England Legends, uh, which will be fun. Uh, we also oh, have... You'll be uh, there. You're a legend in New England. And my own mind. And uh, also uh, joining us will be uh, Aaron Cushot of the uh, In Search of the Bridgewater Triangle. Uh, we will have Thomas uh, D'Agostino in search of abandoning villages. Uh, oh, Leslie Biden and oh, me in search of quantum spoon bending. Anything we'll about graveyards? And, and of course, uh, my lovely co-host from the uh, Next Generation show, Ann Kerrigan, in search of... Wine? No. The lost, the lost, uh, what do you call it? The lost uh, epitaph. It's a workshop, so that'd be good. Uh, we also have In Search of Ghosts with, with Maureen and myself. Uh, we will be sharing some of our investigations from coming from our new book, which is coming out, oddly enough, that day. Uh, so all that stuff. And we forget, we forget Friday, Saturday night, uh, 
be intriguing. It will be in search of fear. Now, there's a theory that emotion um, just one go helps feed spirits and grows their energies grow stronger off our emotions. So we, we use one of those energy wave machines to find out. I, I know we should. Uh, I bring one over. There you go. Then you can use it. Uh, so, anyways, we have devised a, ser- a ghost hunt because the place is haunted. You can read about it in, in several newspaper articles, and um, we we have, I guess we say, vamped up the uh, the fear factor, and uh, hopefully this will increase the activity. And this is all scientific, by the way. You know, we, we just uh, you know base this all on scientific because we use instruments. And there you go. You might get some spooky photos. Could be. Very could be. Anyways, we got about a minute left or so. Anything you want to add? Uh, no. No? No. Uh, oh, hang on. Um, I have got something to do this week. Actually, yes, I've got a radio show, to a uh, radio interview on a big American show this week. Um, really? Those corrupts? No. Um, they say they're big. Um, do you know, they're so big I can't remember who they are. Anyway, that's that's... Yeah, so stay tuned for that big yeah, show. That's, 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 yeah, whatever it is. It's about paracoustics, I know that. Yeah, and it's big. It's big. Yeah, big. Big. So That's my week. Oh, and so, um, watch out for the new Society of Psychical Research Guide to Haunting, Investigating Hauntings, uh, Ghosts, and Related Phenomena, which is due for publication this summer. Okay. So there you go. Uh, that's the end of the show. But tune in tomorrow night and join Anne and myself when we continue our uh, talk about uh, haunted modes of transportation. Uh, we did, of course, the live show on that, the live video broadcast. And now we had so much material. We decided can, you get, to do. can you get that guy from Argentina on the show? I'm thinking about it. I had the, I had the Argentine haunted swing on there. That was uh, pretty, pretty scary. Well, it would be appropriate. So anyways, we do have to go. So till next time, uh, you know. Didum, didum, didum. What is next time? Anyway. All right. Good night. God bless. and Good riddance. You should say something like, stay spooky or something. Oh, wait yeah. Good night. God I, I bless. I haven't done anything. From ghoulies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.